0: Be seated. I want to start in Proverbs three five. It just simply says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. There are so many things in this world we do not know. We don't know. We don't have answers for. And I'm not going to talk about any of them tonight. I am going to talk about what we do know. There are some things we do know. As believers, there are things we do know. Uh, I will tell you, uh, I was was sitting on the inside, but jumping up and down on the outside this morning. (coughs) I, too, as the inaugural... Inauguration took place. All I could do was weep and thank God. And I want to tell you tonight that it has bolstered my faith. Uh, well, I don't know what's going on with you tonight, but i got enough faith to believe for you tonight. If you don't have enough faith, I've got enough faith tonight to believe for you. Because you understand what happened this week. will my, my grandchildren's lives are changed now. Entirely changed. So there are some things we do know. Let's, let's turn to Romans 8 and start there. Verse 28 says, And we know, there is something we know. It says, And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God. To those who are the called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew he also predestinated to be conformed to the image of his Son. That he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover whom he predestined these he also called and whom he called these he also justified. And whom he justified these he also glorified. What then shall we say? To these things. If God be for us. Oh my gosh. I get an attitude just reading it. God is for us church. God showed us that. He's He's for us. The, all the times we prayed and we wept. That God would change the country. He answered us. He answered our prayer. He answered our prayer church. Little old us. He he has changed the course of this country, for crying out loud. Who, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It's God who justifies Who is he who condemns? The one that's in your ear all the time, reminding you of your past and reminding you of what a failure you are today. That's the one who condemns, not the voice of your Father in heaven. The one who condemns says you'll never measure up, says things will never change with you. That does not line up with this word. Does not. The enemy tells you that you will never be free of that thing that's bugging you. That thing that has shackles on you, that the enemy comes to you and he puts on you whenever he wants. The enemy tells you you're never going to be free from it. You've battled it for years and nothing will change. He's a liar. He's a liar. I'm here to tell you that God sent his son to set us free. He came to preach deliverance to the captives, the opening of the eyes to prison to those, that are blind, to those who are bound? Jesus read that right out of Isaiah. And he said, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. That's what he came for. And I'm here to tell you that tonight, whatever it is that has you bound, I don't care how many years he's had you, tonight is your night. God is going to set you free tonight. I got enough faith to believe for you. He's going to set you free. Stuff no one else knows about. Because we like keeping that stuff to ourselves, don't we? That's your cue to say yes. hmm Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No. As it is written, for your sake we are all killed all day long. We are a of sheep for the slaughter. Yet, in, not after we get out of them, not before we go through them. He says, in, in all these things. While they're going on, in them. He said, Amen. we're more than conquerors. Don't care what it looks like out there. He says, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded, this is quite a list. I'm persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing. Nothing will separate us. You, can, you line that up with what the enemy's been telling you. The enemy tells you God hates you. The enemy tells you, if everyone else knew what you were into, no one would like you. You know how I know that? He's no different. He tells us all the same thing. You're the worst pastor. That's what he tells him. I guarantee he tells you that. He's a dog. The enemy is no good. He doesn't care if you're a pastor. As far as he's concerned, if he's a pastor, there should be at least two bullseyes on him. And his wife and his family because that's how the enemy operates and it starts here when he comes he starts right here and i I fear that we <laughs> we start believing his stuff I mean when 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 God sent some people to abraham to tell him that his wife was going to conceive she laughed she laughed and god said to abraham is anything too hard for the lord and i'm telling you that we think that our situation is unique no matter who we are we think yeah it's all right for everyone else but for me, you don't understand my situation. It's unique. I, it's just beyond. I'm telling you, it's not. It is not. God is a life changer. He's a life changer. The enemy comes, and the, the word of God tells us in Timothy that God has not given us a spirit of fear. That's, that's when you know it's from him. Because he comes, and it's nothing but fear. i uh, as many of you know, I had a, I, I had a heart attack, a, a real bad case of indigestion, <laughs> November 4th. And uh, I, I thought I was dying. I, I drove all the way home from Parkersburg, back home with it. And I said, man, this thing is not letting up. I mean, I'd get it before, and I, I think, well, if I just... Get a good cold Pepsi in me, something with some carbonation, and it would help it. I know those of you out there who are, have anything to do with uh, in the medical field, you're thinking you're crazy, but that it worked before. So, I got home, and I drove home the whole way with this going on. And when I when I got home, and I was it just had me buckled over. And Mark said, "You want you want me to call a squad?" Said no. Typical guy response. Yeah, we will just suck this and up. And uh, Nate, Nate and Kirsten re- re- live real closely. Says, "Well, I'm going to call Nate, have him come over here." And so, by the time before he ever left the house, I told March, I said, oh, "You better call. You better call. This this is more. This is this is something different here." So. I th- I thought it, it was just uh, so much pain in my chest. I, I thought I was dying. I told Marcia, I said, I took her hand and said, <laughs> So we had a great run. It's been a great 40 years, but I'm pretty sure I'm checking out. I grabbed Nate. Because I'm leaving. I'm going to tell you something. I was not scared. And I would have thought after 30 years of Benny being gone, I thought that's all I'd be thinking about. But I'm telling you, it wasn't. I was thinking. I am about to see Jesus. My brother, I thought, I'm about to see Jesus just like this right here. I'm going to be looking him right in the eye. I thought, oh, my Lord, this this is going to be fun. Now, I was in pain, but I thought, no, I know where I'm going. Pastor, uh, by the time he got up the hospital, the, the squad came and People have well, you have any pain? I said, not since the nitroglycerin pill. I told pastor, I said, I've told people for years, if you love God, he doesn't give you a spirit of fear. If you know where you're going, you shouldn't be scared. I thought, well, it's easy for you to say. No, I've been there now. I've been there then. I've looked at death. I was not scared. I told Pastor. I said, "It's awesome. I wasn't scared. It's awesome." Isn't that all I told you? Say, "It's awesome. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to see him. I think." No, I'm. I'm thankful that that he spared me. I love my grandchildren. I'd love to watch them grow up. But listen, <laughs> you know, so I, I want to take care of my wife. But I want to tell you what. I, I think God's been taking care of her. I, I mean, I think I think he could actually do it without me. We We just think too much of ourselves. But listen, the enemy comes with that spirit of fear, whether you're having a heart attack or you feel a new lump or what. I'm telling you, the enemy messes with you. For some of you, God wants to deliver you from a spirit of fear tonight. Because it's not of God. When when we're scared, we act goofy. We make poor decisions when we're scared. That's why it's not of God. So I'm not giving you that spirit of fear. That, that ain't for me. I'm giving you a spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. Because when the spirit of fear comes, the sound mind goes. No, he's not giving us that spirit. Isn't it amazing that we have we have a God who says... The thief comes not, but to steal, to kill, or to destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And we have to say, which, which which one should I serve? Isn't that amazing? I hate this flesh. I hate this flesh. We have to ponder in our hearts which one we are going to serve. One wants to steal, kill. We need to turn around and say, he, he wants to steal or kill or destroy our grandkids. Then we'd start. oh, wait, now I get it. There's no one in their right mind will mess with a grandmother. No one. I, I I know there's some bad Navy SEALs out there, but I, I'd just soon mess with them as you would if somebody messing with grandma's babies. You, that is angels' fear to tread there. Turn to John 5. Verse 1, after this there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. And I'm telling you tonight that the angel is stirring water in this place. I'm telling you, he's stirring the water. If you don't step in the water tonight, you're crazy. You got stuff going on and you, you decide to sit on the bench and let everyone else go in that water? You're crazy. He's, he's troubling water tonight. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. When Jesus lying saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered, Sir, I have no... Ma-. He asked you a question. What are you doing? That's not an answer to the question. Jesus said... Do you want to be made well? And what does he do? He answers God the same way we answer God. God asks you tonight, do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be made well? Well, I've been doing this for so long. It's just It's been like 38 years now. And I don't think it can ever change. Enough. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. I don't care who you are, how old you are how long you've been saved, how much you know or don't know, my God still delivers. He delivers. Oh, my gosh, when you come, if you come to this altar and you come with that burden, I promise you, you'll leave here with such a spring in your step because he'll take it from you. God will take that burden from you. The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water stirred up, but while I'm coming, another... Steps down before me. Uh, uh, Jesus just cuts through the chase. Just get, get, get rise. Take your bed and get out of here. I, I love it. I love the simplicity of Jesus. Rise. Get up and take your bed with you. He, he'd been. You understand? No muscles or anything. We're working out in infirmary for thirty-eight years, and all of a sudden, Jesus said, just go ahead and get up. What do you mean? get Oh, and take your bed with you. No. Oh, okay. I hope it wasn't queen size. They asked him, said, Who's the man who said you take up your bed and walk? But the one who was healed did not know who it was, for Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. Afterwards, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you've been made well. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come upon you. The man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. And after tonight, you come down here, and people say, What's going on with you? Jesus touched me. Jesus made me well. I, uh, well, I'll just tell you. When, uh, when I was laid in the hospital and they had me on this, this heart monitor. At one point in time, now, mind you, all my life, since I was a teenager, I've had heart flutters. Anyone else have heart flutters? Yeah. They don't scare me. Well, anyway, I had one, and the nurses came rushing in the room and what did you buzz us? I said, for what? said, your heart just fluttered. and said, yeah, it's all my life. I'm still here. So you need to let us know when that happened. So, well, make a long story short, they said, well, we decided— We're going to put you on a heart monitor and then decide whether we're going to put a pacemaker or a defibrillator in you. I said, you can cancel that appointment. He said, why? You might die. I said, I know. (laughs) I want it in writing. Did you understand? I said, when it's my time to go, it's appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. When it is my appointment, I will go. You know why I didn't die November 4th? It wasn't my time. Had it been my time, I would have been gone. God has that. It's his appointment book. We don't fill it in, God does. We want to. So, oh, yeah, here's my life, Lord. Here's how I want to be. I don't want any problems. I don't care if I'm rich, but I just want enough money in the bank. To, you know. And, then, and, I want, and I want to die. Oh, I want to get real, real I don't want any problems. Oh, I want to get old, watch my kids grow up, watch my grandkids grow up, want everything go go real good. And then all of a sudden, one day, I'm gone. In my sleep. Without pain. Are you out there? Uh, God doesn't operate. He's sovereign. He, he's sovereign. He decides when that's going to be. I may not even get to finish this message. If it happens, you can weep for Marsh and the family, but not for me. I'm telling you, God went to, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. I can't even think about heaven. All those who have gone before me, I still would give most of what I own to have a hug from Bobby Lee. Oh, how I miss that brother. A friend that sticks closer than a brother. But you just start thinking about all who's there, you think, what the heck we doing here? When we, get, when we get to heaven, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, we're going to wander. Isn't We're amazing. We fight the door that keeps us from going. It's death. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. When Jim gets there, just leave him alone. Leave them both alone for a while. It's going to happen. Not giving us a spirit of fear. The Word of God tells us if we are afraid to die, we are subject to bondage. Those who through all fear of death all their lifetime were subject to bondage. If you're afraid to die, you, you better talk to God about that. I mean, we we want to say, well, well, we had three score and ten. Well, our son didn't. He got Six. We, we, we don't fill it out. God does. That's why he says, but I'm not giving you a spirit of fear. Whenever it comes, you, you just got to be ready. What are you trusting in? I'm trusting in the blood of Jesus. I'm, I'm trusting in the blood. I'm not trusting in me. If you trust me, it's only because you don't know me. Because you know why? I got a heart as dark as yours. There, there is no good in, in me. Only God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 10. Yes, it hit, it hit me during the inauguration, even that night. Marsh and I woke up. Probably about 3 o'clock in the morning, wasn't it, babe? When, when the election night. 3 o'clock, man, it looks like he's, he's going to take it. She said, honey, Listen. I said, oh, my gosh, I couldn't go back to sleep. How'd go to work next? They didn't even care. God, I said, God, you're, you're amazing because we, we prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. We came against all kinds of evil spirits. Donald Trump is not the Savior, but I believe that he's the one that God put in office for us. Whew, I said, oh, God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You, you understand What would be going on right now? The demonstrators would be gone from Washington and all over the world. But there would be... I just better leave it alone. I think you get the idea. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But what are they? They're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. Are you out there? What God has given us is mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. He goes on to explain what they are, how we do it. He said, Oh, you cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and you bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. You and I have the Word of God that discerns. And so when we get a thought, we have to line it up with that. And I tell you what, my Father in Heaven does not speak to me like the enemy speaks to me. I don't see how people get them mixed up. When my dad spanked me, I never thought it was a guy across the street. Never. The guy across the street probably wanted to. My Father in Heaven... Even though my dad would spank me, I knew he loved me. Even though mom would spank me, she wore out I don't know how many yardsticks and sticks on my backside. Go so get a switch, okay? Think you're pretty smooth the first time, don't you? Yeah, I'm just gonna get a little one. Woo, that's bad. I mean, you ever been switched with a little thin switch? Woo, you better find yourself a club. If you you know what I'm talking about, if you've been down that road. But they love us. And even though the, the same way with our Father in heaven, when he disciplines us, it's, it's his way of showing he loves us. Saying, hey, this is to show you're not Ill- illegitimate. He said, if I didn't care about you, if you weren't mine, I wouldn't do this. It works. If you're young you got kids, spank them. Fire me. I don't care. Fire me. Spank them. It kept me out of prison, probably kept one or two of mine out of prison. It's good. It's a good thing. It was God's idea, not man's idea. I've never beat my children. There's been times I've wanted to. If you're a parent out there, you know it to be true. You just want to choke them. Do you not? I mean... However, it's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Listen to me, there have been times when I've left. I walked away and left. I said, I told Marshall, I'll be back. If I do something right now, I will kill him. I've I, I got to go cool off. I've got to have time. Let God deal with me. Because this is all emotions right now. I've got to have some wisdom with this. Yeah, God's word works. And when God spanks us, he knows what he's doing. He knows where your button's at. He knows right where it's at. All he's got to do is just touch it, just like, yes, sir. God knows where your button's at. Let him deal with you. Let him deal with you. Let him deliver you. It's going to do you no good to sit in that pew for yet another week and say, I can't let anyone know I got stuff going on. We'll find out. We'll find out. I don't care what your addiction is. I don't care how long it's been on going on. God can deliver you. He can deliver you. And he wants to. I think that's the best news. He actually wants to. Uh, turn to Psalm 18. You find yourself battling depression, you just don't know, you're just feeling down in the dumps, open the Word of God and get in the book of Psalms. I live in the book of Psalms. I love Psalms. Verse 1 says, I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God in whom I trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. That's my God. That's my God. He's my deliverer. My deliverer. He's your deliverer. I want to tell you, God is not perplexed by your problem. Well, I don't want to bother him. You know, this this is just going on so long, it just seems hopeless. I wonder where that voice comes from. God loves you with an everlasting love. He loves you with an everlasting love. And those whom He loves, you can finish it, it's all right. But if I confess it, it's going to happen anyway. It's going to happen anyway. Those whom He loves, He chastens. He chastens. He said, if you don't chasten your kids, you don't love them. You hate them. That's what he says. Psalm 40. My God. Like I said, I got enough faith for you and me both tonight if you don't have the faith. Because what has happened in this country is like I am, I am floating. I'm walking on water. Could have tried that back here at the pond today, but probably wasn't a good idea. <laughs> Verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me, and heard my cry. He brought me up out of... Uh... Oh, my gosh. Isn't it horrible what the enemy will do? Isn't it just horrible? Look what he'll do. We... Uh... i 'm not ancient i'm a, I got more days behind me than I do ahead of me though now i 'll be sixty four this year, but I am old enough that every now and then i 'll run into someone uh, that 's my age I went to school with or used to run around with now, i'm telling you God protects his people that oh, yeah. abundant life or steal, kill and destroy you can look at How old are you now, Dustin? 35, so I'll bet you can even see it in people you went to school with, even at 35. You can see it in the 20s. I'm telling you, God will keep, he keep his hand on us, and all we need to do is see someone, an acquaintance we've known from years and years gone by, and see, that could have been my horrible pit. God's brought us out of a horrible pit. How many of you were ever bound by alcohol? Oh, my gosh, isn't that one of the worst pits that there is? I hated it. I hated what it did to me, and yet I couldn't stop. But God. But God. He brought me out of a horrible pit, out out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock. Oh, my gosh. He changed the course of our entire family. How different... The boys and Bonnie would be now. I doubt that Marcia and I would even be together. We almost split up twice before I got saved. She was ready to go and I was ready to let her. Oh, my gosh, their lives would be so different. Now we have grandchildren in church. I'll hold them. And they'll even have, the babies will have their hands in the air. I said, God, I don't even care if they know what they're doing. They're, they're, they're mocking. This is a good thing. Oh, my gosh, steal, kill, or Destroy. Or abundant life. This is, this is a great life. Love seeing all of you in Sunday school. Keep coming. As we study relationships. It's a great place to be. I love to hear from people who have been through stuff. I wish there would have been someone around us to tell us. It's normal to disagree. Because we were really normal. Thank God she came around. Look, he's put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Oh, people notice. They see you there, Jody. They see you there. Not what the enemy tells you. What are you even doing here? You're not even making a difference. God says, keep shining, keep shining, keep going. It's working. I hope you run into someone you used to run around with years and years ago. I also know that God's word says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Never. Never. As we sat in that... That little Methodist church, probably about as far as Pastor and Ruthie are far away, was that little casket about this long. And the enemy said, I took your testimony. You are done. Now, I was sitting there, but they had no idea what was going on inside of me. And I'm, I'm, I'm arguing with the enemy. No, let me tell you something. I'm sitting there just like this. I'm not saying a word, but in my mind, I'm responding to him. My hope is not in whether that boy lived or died. My hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, but while we're on the subject, let me tell you something about that boy. One day, me and him, one day, one day, we'll watch God dispense an angel. Just an angel. He'll send an angel. And he'll grab you by the scruff of the collar. And he'll throw you in a bottomless pit to spend a thousand years there i said i can't speak for everyone else but that day i will stand and i will rise and i will clap and you cannot stop that day from coming if it's my wife if it's all of my children one day it'll be me it cannot dictate my faith in god god is still god I don't care how many people die. I don't care how many get sick and die. God still heals. He still heals. He's still a miracle-working God. He's not perplexed by problems. He's not just almost exhausted His, his power, you know. I mean, come on, it's 2017. His, his power is limitless. Compare this to what the enemy is telling you. He's a liar. He'll tell you your marriage will never get better. He'll tell you your kids are always going to be crazy. Your marriage can be sweet. Over 40 years, it's still sweet. I'm still in love with a woman. And she's crazy about me. I can just tell by looking. We've stayed boyfriend and girlfriend. Listen, this happens in Christ. Watch Pastor and Ruthie. It's real. It's real. This works. The gospel works. And the enemy tells you everything else but. And we start believing it because we don't cast down those imaginations. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I can see that. It's like we put our arm around him. I, I know what you're saying. Kick the enemy in the backside and say, No, I'm, I'm not buying into that. That does not line up with the Word of God, for it is written. It is written. I'm so tired of seeing people split up in church. Well, where, Where does it say when you get married, everything should go perfect? Even though it has for us. Are you kidding me? Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't understand people. This is what God says and what the enemy says. And they say, well, try another one. It'll be better. Yeah. And you know what you do? You take all your problems that you didn't resolve out of the first relationship right into the next one. And they'll have the same problems too, except different ones. <laughs> This, and this works. This this works. This, this, you want marriage counseling? This, someone told me one time about raising kids. Said, well, they don't have a manual for them. I said, oh, they do. No one wants to read it. They got a manual on raising kids. And it's a good one. It works. Jesus said... If any two of you agree, not amazing. if any two of you agree is touching this, it's going to be done for them by my Father, which is in heaven, because He said, where two or three are gathered together. I'm right there in the middle of them. Well, I know, but Lord, I don't have a one to, to set me down, and then someone beats me there every time it's been going on 38 years. Just shut up, do what God says. just believe his word i'm crazy enough to believe it after what has happened this past week i can believe god for anything i can I, i'm telling you i'm pumped i am literally i know i'm standing still but i am jumping up and down i'm like i'm like a kid on coffee and the m&ms on the inside i am i say yes god you you I think, it's, I think it's Isaiah fifty two ten 10 says, The Lord has made bare his holy arm in the eyes of all the nations, and all the ends of the earth shall, shall see the salvation of our God. I just felt like God was just flexing. This is me. I, I did this. I did this. This is me. Our God. The same one tonight wants to deliver you. Same God. The same God. He's put his spirit, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, lives inside of us. That same spirit now is directing us. Same God wants to touch you, deliver you from all your fears. I believe, deliver you from spiritual wickedness, deliver you from habits that keep you from getting close to God. Oh, they're real. They're real. The enemy hates you. Cheer up. He hates you. He hates your kids. He hates your grandkids. All he can do is hate. But God loves. God loves. And next time you want to think about serving your flesh and going to that thing where he dangles in front of you, think about your grandchildren. Think about your children. We're fighting for more than just ourselves. Oh, we're, we're fighting for a lot. We used to sing that song. We went to the enemy's camp and took back what he stole from me. This is exactly what we need to do tonight. need to make the declaration before God. We understand, Lord, Lord you have shown us mercy. You can do anything. I'm telling you, if you come down here, I promise you God will meet you. I guarantee God will meet you. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and not just that, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The enemy would not want you down here. Just come on, it's getting late. Forget that. And so we leave here with the same burden, the same shackles, and we smile at people. We act like everything's fine, but inside we're walking just like this. We're helpless. Say, so, man, I just I just wish I could be set free. Tonight's your night. You hear that? That's waters being troubled. That's the pool at Bethesda. You're hearing it. Splash, splash. Calm down, God says. I can't wait to hear the stories afterwards because He'll set us free. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or even think. I'm able to deliver you, I'm able to do more than you can imagine. Oh, He does, and He will. If you're here tonight and you don't know the Lord, you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, this is why he brought you here. I went to church all my life and never knew why Christ died on the cross. Never knew. When I got saved, I was so stinking angry. I said, are you kidding me? I was an altar boy six days a week and was lost. How can that be? Because Jesus said, you're going to know the truth, and the truth makes you free. Religion brings bondage. Religion is man's idea, but a relationship is God's idea. Oh, he loves you with an everlasting love, church. Whatever it is you're battling Bring it to God tonight. If you're here and you don't know God, you come down here. Don't let the enemy talk you out of it. If it's you, let me tell you what's happening with you right now. If it's you and you don't know Christ, right now your heart is beating a mile a minute. That's what happens. If you're wondering why that's going on, you got that flutter too. That's why. Because so, God is convicting you. And He wants you to come down here because you must confess Him publicly. Because He said, if you. If you confess me I'll confess you before if you confess me before men I'll confess you before my Father, which is in heaven, but if you deny me before men, I'll deny you real real important because in John five Jesus tells us the Father judges no man, but he's committed all judgment to the son. The father doesn't judge anyone jesus said i'm the I'm the good shepherd, I know my sheep there are people who think Ever, the, the, the people think, well, surely they're okay. God says, no, I know they're not. Jesus knows. He knows. He paid the price. He knows who are his own and who are not. But even if you're his child, there's still stuff you will wore. And when you're done with this one, cheer up. There'll probably be another one. People who said that that one song they used to sing, I'm not in the valley, I'm just changing mountaintops, have never been in a real valley. Because when you're in a valley, you know it. You're not changing mountaintops. You're stuck in the valley. And I'm telling you that God's thoughts towards you are peace, not evil to give you an expected end. The enemy wants to steal, kill, destroy your testimony. God said, I love you with an everlasting love we stand. I never really quite got the knack for this. How to do this. Because Mom used to tell me I went to to Dick Gaffart's School of Tact and I graduated with honors. So let me just ask you. If you're out there tonight and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want you to raise your hand. Anyone at all. That just leaves us, church. That just leaves us. So that's out of the way. So I want you to come to this altar. You don't have to scream. You don't have to cry. There's no certain way you have to come, but you have to come. You have to come. If you're being bound by something, you've got this thing that has a grip on you, got its tentacles in you, and you are going down for the count. It's got its, his legs and his arms wrapped around your, your neck and you're gasping for air like the story Chase told. In that swift water, the enemy wanted to go, that's what he wants to do to you tonight. If you feel like you're just hanging on by a thread, the thread will be strong enough to hold you as long as God's there. But listen, you come up and tell God. Confess it to God. I promise you as a brother in Christ that God will take your burden from you. That thing that is shack on you that does not bring him glory, he'll get rid of it. He will. You got music back there? Don't let the enemy talk you out of it, church. Don't let the enemy talk you out of this. You'll be sorry. Sin will take you farther than you're willing to go and keep you longer than you're willing to stay.